Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Uh, our, our text today is coming from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, from the scripture that was read in your hearing. Uh, and I'll read again verses 35 through 39. Verse 35, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you, are, you will receive what he has promised for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And, and this is where we'll really focus, but my righteous ones will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. We know, those of us who grew up on the King James, stood on that scripture that says, the just shall live by faith. And we hear the Lord say, I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. I want to talk about living by faith this morning. Just want to kind of continue in the vein that we were in last Sunday, uh, living between the tension of faith and feeling. Uh, I just felt led of the Lord to stay there for a little while uh, and just rest and talk about faith a little more uh, and, and, and deal with this this, this issue of, of faith and feeling. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes what you desire. You prosper your word and the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives and the way you will prosper your word in our lives. We thank you now. Grant me a fresh anointing of your spirit. Now in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Speak, Lord, for your service here. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Living by faith. Praise the name of Jesus. Living by faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So jumping right into this and not trying to be very long this morning. Yeah. We know what the scripture says. <laughs> Amen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. Can you say that with me? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Faith comes. Faith comes. So we continue to preach the word of the Lord. We continue to study, to read and study the word of the Lord. And we should continue to embrace the word of the Lord all of our lives. All of our lives. So from the point of, of salvation, I received Christ when I was 10 years old. I, I've been preaching 46 years, but I continue to read, I continue to study, I continue to dig in the word of the Lord because faith comes 
by hearing the word of the Lord. And we, we, we get it through the preaching, yes, through the teaching, yes, but through our personal study, our personal uh, investigation, our personal reflection, and personally asking, asking questions. I had a good, long conversation with one of our young men uh, on Friday, uh, asking questions that, re that relate to faith. And a lot of people don't call me and ask questions. I don't know who to ask questions to, but it's good to be able to call your pastor and, and ask questions uh, and have theological discussions, not just based on what somebody else said, but on a, a studied view of the scriptures. Uh, and we have several people here who are, who are rightly equipped to help us in that investigation so that we're not just reading surfacely the word of the Lord and we understand more deeply the things of God. Are you listening? It's so important that we engage in the Bible studies and, 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 and the teaching sessions so that we are digging deeper and we're challenged by the way that we think. Amen. Because even after preaching for 46 years, uh, people can challenge me in the way that I think about things. We're, 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 we are ever growing in our knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. God is so vast. We can never put God in a box. You know, we, we, we think one way. We've heard it one way. Then God will show up and just do something totally different. I was reading the scripture the other day, and, and in, that, in that devotional, in, in the book of, um, and, and it's in Psalm, I think it's Psalm 77, it was talking about God bringing Israel out of Egypt by way of the Red Sea, crossing the Red Sea. And in that scripture it said, he led you in a path that no one knew was there before. Now, a lot of people like my scripture, like I posted it on Facebook because the word stands for itself. Uh, and, and there was something else earlier about God and his, his greatness, whatever. But I don't know how many picked up on that verse, that portion of that verse that said, he led you in a path that no one knew was there before. So in the church world, we think we got it. We think we know it. But God has a way of just, just blowing us out of the water and leading us in a path that nobody knew was there before. Who would have thought? Now, we've read this over and over again, and we talk about it, but, but just think, being the children of Israel at the Red Sea. All right, let's bring it, let's bring it a little bit closer home. The United States has been invaded by a foreign country. And people are being killed. And we're running for our lives. And we get here in York County to the Catawba River at Lake Wiley. The river has been dammed up. The water is deep. And the enemy is behind us. And we get to the lake. And we need to cross over on the other side. And there's no bridge to cross over. Who would think that God would part the waters, dry up the ground, so we can cross over to get to the other side? That's the kind of God we serve. And if we ever get to the point that we think we know it all, that we've got it, I got this now. 
Two things, the devil will come uh, because he's been around since before the beginning of man's time. The devil will come at you in a way that you never thought he'd come at you. But God can open up a way and lead you in a path that the devil didn't even know was there. So we continue to, to grow in our faith. And, and the big challenge for believers, and tell me, tell me now, many of us who heard the message last Sunday, you struggle with that feeling part. And you say, well, feelings are real. How many of you say that? Tell the truth and shame the devil now. Don't lie in here. Don't lie. Feelings are real, right? They are real. Yes, they're real. When your back is hurting, that's a real feeling. When your toe is hurting, that's a, you ever had an ingrown toenail? That's a real feeling. But when you, are, when you are exercising, you're trying to get your body in shape before you go to the gym. Hunger is a real feeling. You ever fasted? Yep, you've been fasting before. But on this time, there's a particular reason you're fasting. And you decide just to fast a little bit longer. Hunger. Do you get hungry? It is a real feeling. Do you get tempted to eat? Sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to break my fast right now. The Lord will understand. Then we eat a little bit. Then I'll start over again. Anybody ever did that? Tell the truth and shame the devil. That's right. These are real feelings. And so when we, when we talk about this, and as I, as I was preparing this last Sunday, and this just been in my mind all week long, I, I realize that these are real feelings, that feelings are real. But I also realize that God has called us to live by faith and not by our feelings. So we have to really deal with this thing as believers because if we don't deal with it, we will continue to live on the feeling level. And the devil will defeat you every time when you live on the feeling level. Think about how many times you stepped out of faith into feelings and failed. Yeah, you say, why did I do that? It might have been just that time when you gave in to hunger, when you were fasting. And you had made a commitment to fast 40 days and 40 nights. And day 25, you start dreaming about fried chicken macaroni and cheese, and apple pie with ice cream on top. It might be just that. You see, when we, we start, <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we have to deal with this. And maybe, maybe this message is just for me and nobody else, but I just don't believe that. I believe if I'm your pastor and God gives me this message, it's for you and for me. Because we got to get to the point as we mature in Christ, you know, because all of us, we're sitting in the church. We're sitting in the sanctuary. We come every Sunday. We're faithful in, many of us are faithful in the things that we do in ministry. But on the personal level, and sometimes on the ministry level, we allow feelings to get in the way. And when feelings enter in, people get offended. People's feelings get hurt. People leave. People walk away. Now, this message has nothing to do with per se, with people to walk away from the church. It has to do with how we live to the glory and honor of God. 
Amen. That's what this message is about. Because as we look at ourselves and we look at how we live, many of us are still on that feeling level. Well, we can, I can preach. I can preach. But if I'm not careful, I will get in my feelings. When things happen, when things don't go the way I want, think they ought to go, when I'm attacked by the enemy, when my body is attacked, I can get on the feeling level, and that does not please God. Because when I get on the feeling level, Satan is going to win. Well, actually, we, we have three enemies that we're fighting against. We've got the flesh, the world, and the devil. So, you know, flesh will win, the world's way will win, and, you know, we're influenced all of the time by the things of the world. All of the time. You ride down the highway, there's this big billboard up there. You never, you weren't even thinking about eating ice cream that day, but you pass by and you see this person with a nice big cone of strawberry ice cream. And you love strawberry ice cream. You know that the doctor told you you needed to get off of that stuff. I mean, we're influenced by the world every day. Television, if you have a healthy diet of TV, then you have a healthy diet of the world's influence. Amen. Internet, you have a healthy diet of the world's influence. Music, you have a healthy diet, depending on the music you're listening to, of the world's influence. And Satan will use all of that to come against us and fight against our faith. Because it is faith that we must live by. Yeah, yeah, we must live by. As we are constantly bombarded, I mean, the devil knows how to pour it on. Am I telling the truth? He knows how to pour it on. He does. And we wonder sometimes why people fall away from the faith. Well, to keep, you, to keep yourself in faith, you have to be in a position to combat the bombardment of the enemy. All right? And you're not combating the bombardment of the enemy if you're not in the word constantly, if you don't have a good fellowship of believers, not just coming to church together and singing, because a lot of times we come together and worship together and sing and we'll talk casually and then we leave and go home. Who's speaking into us on a daily basis? Who are we fellowshipping with? All right? Who is influencing the way we think? Who's challenging us in the word of the Lord? Yeah, yeah. So we've been bombarded. The prince of the power of the air wants us to live on a feeling level. The devil is happy when we're living on a feeling level. He is. Because on that level, he is going to win. He's going to win. We saw in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, as Jesus is preparing, uh, has been led out into the wilderness by the Spirit. And then he, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he's tempted by the devil. And the devil comes at him, we say on a fleshy level, but on a feeling level. Oh, what's the first thing he says? Help me preach. Matthew chapter 4. I can't, oh, you got your mask on. You can't talk about it. <laughs> turn these stones into bread. I know you're hungry. You've been fasting for... Is that not feeling? We're dealing with these hunger pains. He comes at him on a feeling level. Each one of those temptations is on a feeling level. But what does Jesus do? 
Jesus answers him with the word of the Lord. He answers him from the vantage point of the perspective of faith based on the word of the Lord. And what does Satan have to do? Satan has to leave him. He has to leave him. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible teaches us resist him, what? Steadfast in the faith. Yeah. 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 So he wants us. He wants us on a feeling level. God wants us on a faith level, on the faith level. We talked last Sunday about the faith and our faith as we embrace the faith. So the, the level we ought to be on, and this is why it's so important for us to be in the Word of God and really, really, really understand the Word of God because we can go on what we heard if we're not careful. And what we heard may not be the truth all the way. We can try to live on memory. So I, I grew up in Sunday school, and I know the stories of the Bible from what I remember. But listen here. How many of you ever told yourself something, and you didn't write it down, and then you, you said, I'm going to remember that? And then a few days later, or even the next morning, what I've learned to do when I hear the Lord speaking, I've learned to dictate. Because if I say, if I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock and I say, oh, I'll remember 6 o'clock in the morning. 6 o'clock in the morning after I've dreamed about this and dreamed about that, and you know, I've forgotten 6 o'clock in the morning what the Lord said. You think your memory is so great. No, your memory is not that great. So what you learned in Sunday school, you may remember bits and pieces, but unless you've built on it, Unless you stayed in the word, unless you have fed yourself a healthy diet of the word of God, you're not going to remember everything you learned in Sunday school. This is a lifelong process, a lifelong process. People, people who become strong in their faith, all right, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit in a moment about little faith. But people who become strong in their faith are people who stay in the Word of God, who embrace the Word of God and practice the Word of God in their lives. And they grow from faith to faith. People who are weak in their faith are people who never get in the Word, never embrace the Word, and never practice the Word. Never. You say, well, I do it once a week or when I think about it. Yeah. But we need to understand that, that, that our faith must supersede our feelings. Yes, feelings are real. They are very real, but feelings may not be the truth. They may not be the truth. So, so today, I want to just talk a little bit more about, about how to get beyond our feelings to this faith that brings victory in our lives, because that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to live victoriously. We can sing about victory belongs to Jesus, victory belongs to me. We can sing it all day long, but are you really experiencing victory in your life? And only, Maybe you may be the only one along with God who knows the truth about that question. The true answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mentioned that most people would think it takes a great faith to experience victory in their lives. But note the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. 
If you want to turn there, you can. If you have the faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there. This is the NIV translation. Move from here to there, and it will be move. It will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. These are the words of Jesus. Now, I know I had mustard seed in my, in my pantry, and I was looking for it this morning, but I was kind of late, so I didn't find it. But have you, have you, have you ever seen mustard seed? It's a very little seed. So Jesus didn't say, he didn't say that to speak to the mountain in your life, that you needed the faith the size of a watermelon. Not even a small watermelon. He didn't say that. He said the faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, and you can say to this mountain, you can tell that mountain to move, and it will move from here to there. Are you listening? Do you hear that? So when we start talking about faith and this faith that moves mountains, this faith that supersedes feelings, it doesn't start way up at the top of the ceiling. It's a small faith. Jesus said you just have to have faith. You have to have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. So when, 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 when feelings try to move in, whether that feeling is fear, of course, there are some good feelings like happiness or whatever, but happiness is, is circumstantial. You want the joy of the Lord, which is a, is a part of the, which is the fruit of the, of the of Holy Spirit living in us. Whether it's, faith, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt, when all of these things come at you, you got to be in faith. And you got to answer these things from a vantage point of faith. Yeah, I feel this, but what does the Word of God say? And don't just ask, what does the Word of God say? Confess what the Word of God says. You know, we've talked about this over and over and over again. You know, you're snared by the words of your mouth. So when that feeling comes and you say, oh, Lord, I'm going to die, you need to say, you need to be saying, Lord, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I shall not die. You need to be rebuking that pain in the name of Jesus. When anger comes up, and it may be righteous indignation, deal with it, but don't get stuck. The Bible says, be angry and do what? Oh. And don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Why are you still angry five years later? Why are you still angry a week later? You see, when we get in feeling the devil wins. He wins. You're angry at somebody and they're going on about their business, living their life. And here you are. Now, 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 now there, there is an example in Scripture of a man who had great faith. Okay? I was, I was writing this and, 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 and I was dictating this actually. And, 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 and I got to this point, and I would start talking about levels, as moving up to a level of faith. And, and, then I, and then I moved away from level, but then this morning as I was revisiting this, I, I sensed the Holy Spirit say, yeah, talk about levels. Because there's this man in Scripture who had great faith. You remember the man whose servant was sick, and he came to Jesus for Jesus to heal the servant? And he said to Jesus, you don't even have to go to my house. 
All you need to do is speak the word. He said, I am a man. I, I'm a, I'm whatever position he was, I'm a, in, in the army. I have people who answer to me. I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to this one, come, and he goes. So I understand authority. So Jesus, you don't even have to go to my house. Just speak the word, and it will be done. Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith. No, not in all of Israel. So apparently, this man, in his experiences in life, had learned the power of authority. And when he approached Jesus, he, in a position of submission, understood the authority that Jesus had to speak a word and it will come to pass. So his faith was based on that. How do we get to that point? How do we get to the point that we have great faith? Now, granted, you can have mustard seed faith. But my brothers and sisters, don't stay at mustard seed faith. You say, well, I just need this mountain to move. But what if next week is five mountains that need to be moved? What if it's a mountain and a river that needs to be moved? What if it's a mountain and, a, and, 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 and the Russian army that needs to be moved? Don't stay at Mustard seed faith. Your faith needs to grow. Mustard seed faith. Or let's talk about faith for salvation. Because the scripture in Romans that says faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord, it's dealing with salvation and coming to Christ in faith. Are you going to stay at salvation faith? I got saved. I have faith in Jesus and I got saved. What's going to come past all of us know that once we accept Jesus as Savior and Lord, the devil immediately comes after the word that's been sown in our lives. He immediately comes to try to uproot us. He immediately comes to try to cause us to fall away. So we don't want to stay right there. We want to, we want to move up. And the only way you're going to move up is grow in your faith. So you're talking about how do I get past my feelings? How do I live in faith? You've got to grow in your faith. Got to grow. Got to grow. Uh, I'm not saying that, and I'm going to come to 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 5 in a moment. I am never saying in all of this that there won't be contradictory circumstances. Because as you're growing, Jesus said, in the world you have tribulation. Well, tribulation is coming not just to make you strong, but before it makes you strong, tribulation is going to try to drive you away from the Lord. Amen? That trouble you're facing, that tribulation you're facing in your life, whatever it is, it's going to try to drive you away from the Lord. When the doctor told me that I had glaucoma, okay, most of my mother's sisters had glaucoma. That means before they died, most of them had lost their sight. Some of my sisters tell me now they can't drive at night. Now, I think that's kind of tribulation. But I heard somebody say, well, when tribulation comes, that means God wants you to tribulate. <laughs> <laughs> when, 
which means that I don't succumb to whatever thoughts or feelings may come my way. I press. So I go to the doctor, and he gives me these eye drops, and I faithfully do what the doctor says do while believing God that my sight is going to be stable. Praying daily for God to heal me. I pray for God to take away my eyeglasses. I still got them. But at least I can see. Are you understanding me? It was not for me to shrink back. What does the Bible say here? God does not take pleasure in those who shrink back. I want God to take pleasure in me. So that means that daily I'm growing in my faith. So I am not negating contradictory circumstances. Ooh, Lord, help us today. Help us today. I, 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 I. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead of myself. But, but now, now, now remember the widow of Zarephath. You all know the stories. Uh, uh, I think you know the story. First Kings chapter 17, write it down. <laughs> write it down and go back and read it. All right. So, so this woman has blessed a man of God. God, God says to, to, to Elijah, there, there's a drought. There's a drought in the land. He said, but I have prepared a widow woman to sustain you. And he sends him to this woman. And this woman is out gathering sticks because the drought is so severe that she has decided she's going to make her last little pan of bread then she and her son were going to eat it and they were going to lay down and die. What a dire situation. They had given up. They had resigned that death is the only way out of this. Well, you know, I think if I had resigned that death was the only way out of this, why eat the last piece of bread? Just go ahead and die. You just prolong your suffering. Just go on and die. You know, don't eat no more bread. Just, just die. Y'all think I'm, yeah. Y'all with me? But God had prepared her. And so when Elijah got there, he told her what God said to do. She said, she, she, said, she told him her situation. You know what Elijah said? Don't be afraid. What is fear in the context of what we're talking about? Fear is a feeling. Don't get into your feelings. Don't get into your feelings. Because God said this. Do what God said. He said, he said go make me a cake of bread first. He, wasn't, he didn't even say, go make you and your son a cake of bread first. Make me a cake of bread first. People would have got in feelings. Well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to feed me and my children first. I ain't feeding the man of God. Let God feed him. No, God prepared you. But remember, Elijah said, don't get in your feelings. Don't get in your feelings. Do what God said. And when she did what God said, she made him the bread first, and she made her son and herself bread. And then every day, and that, this, this drought lasted for three years. Every day when she went back to the meal barrel. That was meal in the barrel. That was oil in the bottle. Enough for every day. God sustained her because she obeyed the word of the Lord. She stayed in faith. She did not get in her feelings. Maybe sometimes we need to say to ourselves, don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid. When, when, when things are said, when there are contradictory circumstances, when a doctor gives you a bad report, you have to say to your feelings, what did I tell you last week? You have to teach your feelings because your feelings come out of your carnal nature. Now, 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 you know, there, is this, there, there is something in here that we have to learn. We need to learn to discern. We need to pray for the spirit of discernment so that we know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, we have a spirit of discernment and we're not in our feelings. Do you understand what I mean? Because, because you know, we, we, we're operating out of the same body and the same mind. We just need to be able to know the difference between the spirit of discernment when Holy Spirit is giving us direction as opposed to what our feelings are saying to us. All right. That's a part of the growth process as well. Because a lot of times we may be attributing things to feeling when it's the Holy Spirit. And that's why we get mixed up about it because we're not really growing the, like the way we ought to grow and know the difference between the, the spirit of discernment and our personal feelings. So we've got to grow in this area, saints. We've got to grow in this area. Because if, if we're not careful, we will get caught up in feelings. And then when you read the Bible, when Jesus cursed that fig tree, he said, have faith in God. Go back. Go back this week if you've never done it and look up every scripture that talks about living by faith. Do it. See what the Bible teaches you about living by faith. We got to be able to, to move beyond our feelings. And so Elijah said, don't be afraid. Don't get on the feeling level because on the feeling level, you won't do what God told you to do, which means that Satan won. So that was a contradictory circumstance that came up. Well, well, that wasn't it. The contradictory circumstance that came up was the boy died. The son died. But God wasn't finished. You see, and she went to Elijah. He said, have you, have, you, have you brought my sins back to my remembrance? Elijah said, give me the boy. And he went upstairs and he, he laid on me, prayed, and God restored his life. You see, if when, you, when you look at the contradictory circumstances and you get trapped right there, you might miss what God is going to do after the contradictory circumstances. I was listening to, for some reason, you know, when I'm at the house and, and, and doing stuff and I was cleaning yesterday, and I just leave the TV off. I, I'm just not a a big TV person. So I was cleaning, you know, my wife, you know, she wasn't feeling well. She was upstairs and we have a house guest. She was in the room. I said, well, I want Catherine to know that I'm in the house so maybe I should turn the TV on. This Saturday afternoon, okay? And so Saturday afternoon, I, for me, there's nothing good on TV because all of my animal shows have ended. All African wildlife shows have ended. So there's nothing else on TV that I want to watch. So I just happened to turn, just kept flipping through, and Jensen Franklin was on. And I hadn't listened to Jensen Franklin in a long time. And, his, and when it turned, when I turned it on, he was talking about people and feelings. And he, he, the first thing I heard him say was, don't leave, stay. And he started talking about staying. He said, we live in a generation where people are moving. They don't like this job, they move to that job. They don't like this church, they move to the next church. He said, you got to learn how to stay. 
He said, we, 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 are, we are in a generation where people don't want to settle down and stay. And I, you know, I, I ain't judging nobody, I ain't talking about nobody, but a lot of times people leave church and say, God said when God didn't say. When people need to stay. That's the value. He said that because what may be going on that you don't like, if you stay, then you'll catch what God is going to do after the fact. But if you leave, you're going to miss what God may be going to do in your life because you got out of place and left. Feelings. Feelings. So I feel the Lord. No, you don't need to feel the Lord. You need to know the Lord said. Feeling is a, no, no, we don't live by feeling. We live by faith. We need to know that the Lord said. And, And when we do this, when we learn to live by faith, it's not simply for our personal benefit. It's not just for me to live by faith. Yes, I'm going to be benefited. When I learn to, to, to stop allowing my feelings to direct me, right? When I learn to live by faith, when I learn to allow faith to inform my feelings about what God said, and I go by what God says, it's not just for my benefit. It's not. It's not just for my benefit. So much, so much of what happens even in the church world is about personal benefit. This benefits me. Benefits me. How many of us get involved in ministry for the sake of the other people? You singing? Are you singing? Yes, for the glory of God, but so that you can minister to the people. So I think a lot of times about this lady who tells us a long time ago when I she said when I get mad at my members I just don't go to church. And I looked at her, and I'm like. How can you be the pastor of the church just don't go? You don't get on in a feeling level. You don't get, be, people are people. They, people are sheep. They may not think they're sheep, but, but sheep do crazy things sometimes. You don't get mad at the people and just don't do what God told you to do, what God has called you to do. You move beyond your feelings. There have been times I didn't want to preach. Saturday night, I started to call Elder Stone last night and I said, I'm so glad you're back. I know there's a word from the Lord in you. But I have an assignment. And the Lord had already been speaking to me about about what to talk about. So I couldn't just, even though my body was tired and I wanted to go to sleep, I I couldn't just pass it off. I had to get beyond my feelings. I had to get beyond my feelings. Because there's a gift in me to benefit you. And when the body of Christ gets to the place that we understand that at all times, the manifestation of, of the Spirit has been given to each of us, has been given to me, so that I can at all times benefit you. And not just you who are sitting in here, you who are watching us online today. You who are in Walmart, who don't even know that I'm coming to Walmart, but I'm on assignment. I don't even know why I'm going to Walmart today. You ever been somewhere? You didn't even know why you were going. 
until you got there. You're asking yourself, why are you driving? Why, why am I going? But you feel this, this pull. You may not even feel the pull. You're just going. going. Doesn't have to be Walmart. You can be anywhere. But your own assignment. You see, you see, you see. So, so when we learn to live by faith, it doesn't just bless us, but it blesses the body of Christ. What is one of the things that has stopped every church? It tried to get into the early church, the first believers. Fear and feelings. So Ananias and Sapphira decided, we're going to keep back part of it. We're going to sell this land. We're going to keep back part of the money. You might call it pride, whatever it was. They, they were in, on a feeling level. They were not living by faith. And they lied to the Holy Ghost. They tried to get in. Even with Peter. Even with Paul and Barnabas. What was that? I guess it was Paul and Barnabas. Feelings tried to get in. And it caused a big problem cause separation because people didn't live on the faith level. Now the wonderful thing about God is that God is a forgiving God. He is a forgiving God. So if we mess up, he gives us another chance. He does. He gives us another chance. But, 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 but when are we going to grow so that we stop needing chance after chance after chance? Because every time we fail, Satan wins. And then we got to get back up and we got to try to make up ground. And we feel like we got to make up ground. God wants us living by faith. God wants us living in faith. Remember every scripture you study, it's been given to you as an example and as an admonition. So the reason I want you to go back and look up scriptures that deal with faith because there's a message in it for you that I may not be able to cover all in a message on Sunday morning. But you get into the word of the Lord for yourself and you dig and you search for yourself so that you are more cognizant of when feelings are trying to get in your way. Holy Spirit is going gonna, is gonna to reveal stuff to you. Yes, but when you're in the word of God and you're dealing with faith and now you're focusing on, I must live by faith and not by my feelings. Oh, wow. So when you get in an argument with your spouse, Holy Spirit's going to say, are you in faith or are you in feeling? When you get in an argument with your children, Holy Spirit's going to say, are you in faith or are you in feeling? What you're saying and the way you're responding, are you in faith or are you in feeling? When it comes time, you know, when it, when it deals with, with uh, even with employment, are you in faith or are you in feeling? When it comes time to spending money, are you in faith or are you in feeling? When it comes time to giving to support the ministry, are you in faith or are you in feeling? In every aspect of your life, God wants us to live by faith. Live by faith. Is it easy? It's a growing process. 
I was in the gym yesterday, the other day working out, and I was doing it, doing something, some machine I was using, I was doing it the wrong way. When I started doing it the right way, I could feel the difference. And this morning when I got up, this was Friday, I still felt it because I started doing it the right way. Was it easy? No, it took a bit more effort. It pulled some muscles that needed to be pulled in the places that it needed to be pulled and stretched, and it hurt. Sometimes we don't want to be hurt. I know sometimes you all come feel like I'm talking directly to you. Well, maybe I am. Nobody else in here for me to talk to. But don't see it as, as, as me talking directly to you. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. So that you can be challenged to live by faith and put your feelings in the proper place. Because if you allow your feelings to lead you, you will fail every time. Devil, the devil will get the victory. And your faith, well, if you recognize your feelings, you can overcome and you can be strengthened. But a lot of people don't ever recognize their feelings because they think they're right. It's dangerous to be right in your own eyes. Dangerous to be right in your own eyes. I'm glad I listen. I listen to my son sometimes, even though I don't agree with it. But if I listen long enough, he can make some valid points about things. And if I'm patient, Holy Spirit gives me the opportunity to come back around with the word of the Lord. I had a wonderful discussion with a young man about this uh, Roe versus Wade. And I listened to him. The point I brought up, he said, but we can look at it this way. I said, yeah, that's right. But then the Lord was able to bring us back around. Now, now Christians, be careful whose side you're on with this issue now. Because abortion is wrong. But the Lord allowed killing in the Bible so there are some circumstances that have to be considered. Some, not all. God doesn't want us out there parading around with signs, marching and yelling. He wants us witnessing the people and leading people to Jesus. The church can never, I don't want to get way over into this, but the church cannot depend on the government to legislate things to make people do what's right. Jesus didn't do it. We need to be sharing our faith. But if we're not living by faith, if we're not in faith and understanding faith, there's nothing for us to share. And so we're not winning people to Christ. We're looking for the government to make things happen. Well, the government failed when it came to civil rights. You, you looking for this, this wicked government 
to make things right. Stop living in our feelings. Let's go back to the faith. Let's start living by faith and living in faith and see what God will do. Because remember, we are on assignment. So, so by me living in faith, by me staying in faith and living by faith and fulfilling my assignment, part of that assignment is to reach these people who are, who are engaging in sex outside of marriage or even in marriage, but they don't want children. But that's not the only issue. Fornication. Adultery. Those are the things that we willingly engage in and don't want the consequences that come. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's a gamut of this. That's not my message today. Living by faith. Saints of God. The church of Jesus Christ. We are to live by faith. Not by our feelings. Not by our feelings. Let's stand. Lord might take us to one more place next Sunday on this. We'll see. Operated this message, these messages has impacted someone's life. Can I get out of my feelings and get into faith? Yes, I can. That's what Holy Spirit challenges us to do. I didn't quote and I intended to go to 2 Peter chapter 1. But read that. The Bible says that you add to your faith these characteristics and it lists those characteristics that each believer should add to his or her faith and as you add these you find yourself moving beyond feeling to faith it starts with his divine power has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So when God saved you, he gave you everything because Holy Spirit came to live in you. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. There are no portions of Holy Spirit. He is Holy Spirit. He lives in you. Everything you need, everything that pertains to life and godliness is in you. Where is your attention? What's your focus? What are you going to do? You're just going to get saved and you go back out into the world or get saved and sit down in the church or get saved and join the praise team. We like to do. When are we going to sit and be? It takes a little bit of patience to sit down a little bit of patience 
because we tend to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. I don't need this. I can read. I can do this myself. Well, in the natural, yeah, you can understand a whole lot of things. Get a dictionary and look up words. But Holy Spirit wants to reveal truth to you that you may not pick up just by reading. So, because you're saved, because he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, now you do some work. Add to your faith. Add to your faith goodness. Oh God, how can I be a good person? Add to your faith goodness. Add to goodness knowledge. Because I got to grow in grace and the knowledge of my Lord and my Savior Jesus Christ. So I'm constantly adding to my faith knowledge. We spend years in schools and universities gaining more knowledge about things. How many of us devote that much time in studying the Word of God, adding the knowledge of God in our lives? Most of the time we do things haphazardly. That's why many people have never been discipled. The discipleship is a process. It takes time today. Finish reading that for yourself, 2 Peter chapter 1. Just read the chapter. It'll speak to you. Help you live by faith and not by your feelings. Feelings are going to rise. I'm not saying that they won't. They will. We're human beings. I've got to subdue my feelings. i got to live by faith. Maybe there's someone today who would like to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Shed his precious blood to satisfy divine justice which says a soul that sins shall surely die. He did that for you to bring you into the faith as you accept what he did. The provision is for everybody. To those who will believe and receive. It's not a blanket salvation. If you're listening to me online today, and you'd like to give your life to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I believe that you died on the cross to satisfy God's righteous law that says the soul that sin shall surely die. Lord, I deserve death for my sins because I've sinned. I've never accepted you as my Savior and my Lord. But today, I want you to come into my life Save me, Lord, from my sin. I accept you. I receive you now as my Lord and as my Savior. 
thank you, Lord, for saving me. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.